The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. It's time now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, great to be with you this week. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm doing well, but you know what? Uh, we're going to hear from a guest today who's got a just a tremendous attitude. I, I, love, I pre-listened to this conversation, and she's got a wonderful attitude. Yeah, we're going to have fun I with this so. interview. We're going to have so. fun with this interview. It's going to be a colorful interview, <laughs> and you'll you'll see what I mean by that uh, yes, in just sir. a moment. Hey, um, I know that you've been at the bedside of many cancer patients, and when someone receives a diagnosis, they have to go through chemotherapy or radiation. You know, one of the first things they think about is, well, I lose my hair. I mean, it, let's be honest about it. It is a big topic of concern, particularly for the ladies. Uh, they they often ask that question. They certainly have heard stories about that. And so it is it's top of mind with regard to one of the potential side effects. Everyone doesn't necessarily lose their hair when they do chemotherapy uh-huh, or radiation. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is certainly something that, that psychologically and emotionally uh, has to be addressed and dealt with. And people deal with it very differently. Yes. And we're going to hear that in this interview. Yeah, stay tuned. As you <laughs> listen to our guest to talk about her experience today, I think you'll find some some hope and some courage. Absolutely. All right, that's coming up in just a moment on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our website is right there for you to use. Maybe you found it already because maybe you subscribe to this podcast through the website, and that's why you're listening. That's great. But also at the website are resources, free resources. And this week, the resource is Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. Yes, we want individuals to be encouraged Courage with regard to useful uh, ways to respond to cancer patients. In some cases, cancer patients do not like the way that they are responded to mm. because no one ever told us how to respond yeah, to cancer Yeah, we're uncomfortable patients. sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes we shoot from the hip and mm-hmm. we say things that may be inappropriate or, more importantly, not helpful. Yeah, we so rush in where we're not needed necessarily. So this yeah. document is going to help equip people with effective ways to respond to cancer patients that will be beneficial for them. We'll all benefit from reading this. The resource is available to you right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by calling this toll-free number 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, just before we turn to today's interview, why don't you open the scriptures for us? And the word of the Lord will say unto us on this day, 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 2 and 3, you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, 
but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. You're going to hear a story today of how God used such a person and is using her to send to people and send the message of hope and fun and possibilities through her ministry. And I don't often mention this, but while you listen, if you go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, you'll see a photo of today's guest, which will really add to the conversation. Mm, (laughs) It will definitely give you some insight of why we are talking about colorful activity today. All right, Percy, why don't you introduce this recorded conversation for us now and our guest. Well, with me today is Peggy Hoover, who is a current breast cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, who has been diagnosed with cancer uh, since 2011. Welcome today to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, thank you so very much for having me here. It's a thrill. Um, First and foremost, I want to start right out the gate because of the energy that you brought into the room. (laughs) You are sitting before me with a purple wig and a purple top. And so I would assume that there is a whole story and a whole method to your process, and we're going to get into that. But before we do, let's first talk about the fact that, uh, let's talk about the day that you were told that you initially had cancer. Uh, let's talk about how, how you processed that and how you handled that when you heard it. It's kind of different than a lot of people's stories, but... I was at church, and I had found the lump myself. Okay. okay. So shout-outs to self-examination. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and shout-out to the good Lord when I was at church because he told me, yes, it is cancer. It's going to be a hard journey, but you'll get through it. Okay. Stand on the word believe. Okay. So I have stand on the word believe for the last eight years. Praise God. Even though my husband was diagnosed... I knew God had us both. I mean, God's got a journey for me, and I know what it is. I mean. So you're you're at church. So somewhere within the framework yeah. of that, you found out or you dis, you discovered a lump. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming then shortly thereafter you go see your physician. Yes. And so what happens? I went to my physicians in, in Cushing, Oklahoma, and they sent me down to another place in Oklahoma City, which... I decided to go for a second opinion. Okay. Okay. Which is a good thing. So it's a good thing. So shout out to second opinions. Yes. So, so shout out to self-examination. Shout out to second opinions. And when I came home, I knew God had it. I wasn't worried. I mean, I really wasn't. I was like, this is just another journey in my life that I've got to embrace, and I know God's going to get it. Okay. You know, so I went ahead, and I was looking. And my girlfriend called me that had breast cancer, and she was she's free and clear. She says, I, God told me to tell you to quit, pray, quit looking and start praying. Hmm. I said, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a directive if okay. I've ever heard one. Absolutely. <laughs> so I was beginning to pray. The kids were outside. We were in the swimming pool. We'd been having a good time, the grandbabies, you know, and everything. Yep. And, uh, my daughter t- called me, and she goes, Mom, I hope you're not mad. She got on online found ctca so i decided to go to arizona okay so you treated at arizona initially yes and then uh through a period of time you transferred your care back to tulsa right and so you started treating there and you did what chemotherapy radiation what did you do at arizona or either one it doesn't matter first in arizona i started with radiation because the cancer was a stage four breast cancer okay so you did radiation radiation and then 
lumpectomy. Uh, then I had uh, chemo. Okay. All that good so stuff. So you did basically yeah. all, the big three. Ra- you did radiation. You did some form of surgery, and Biopsies, you did chemotherapy. Yeah. So you 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 do your clinical treatment, and mm-hmm. you go through that. And you also mentioned, and because you shared with shared this with me before we started uh, the program, along. The same time that you were diagnosed with cancer, either before or shortly thereafter, your husband also is diagnosed with yes. cancer. Correct? In 2014, August 2014, the day that we were sitting in my granddaughter's room at her dorm at OSU. Wow. Getting her ready to start college, our very first granddaughter, we got a, I got a phone call from my husband, and he said, it is cancer. Okay. So I'm assuming he, he proceeds down a process of treatment and care. And, uh, um, of course, you shared with me that um, your husband passed away. He's, yes. he's, he's gone home to be with the Lord yes. now. How did you process or manage the emotion of being a cancer patient and then your husband becoming a cancer patient and then your husband transitioning and, and, and leaving you and the grandkids because of cancer? How did you handle that? What was the process there? I really, every morning, I just put... Lord, first, I get out of bed, and this first thing I say, thank you, God, for everything. Thank you for all you're doing for me. Thank you for all you're going to do for me and my family. Um, I can say that being a patient is a lot easier than being a caregiver. You know, it's interesting. We've talked to many caregivers on this show who have shared that, that again, it is far from their mm-hmm. perspective and point of view is more difficult being the caregiver than it is being an actual yes. patient. And I don't think that people really process and think about the rigors mentally, emotionally, and in some cases, even physically of what a caregiver must endure and go through. So I appreciate you yes. reinforcing that school of thought. So you, you process as you're processing that as a caregiver right. and as a cancer. I patient. mean, I'm looking at what I've went through. I'm looking at that. It's almost like God put people in our pathway. I mean, it was lung cancer he had. And I had I made a best friend out in Arizona that had lung cancer. OK, OK. And I dealt with her and I helped her all the time when I was out there and had to stay. Sure. We we, we can't. We had like five of us that they said, look out for the girls. OK, coming. <laughs> OK, OK. <laughs> So you process through that, and that's a lot. That's an awful lot. You've already mentioned your faith is a huge component that has helped you, that has supported you and buoyed you. Uh, Let's talk about the transition, or was there a transition into, as I said earlier in the opening, you you walked in the room with a purple, and I mean (laughs) purple wig on, and I'm told that you have different color wigs I guess to represent a different attitude or a different day. What started, what does the colors of the wig signify and what's the purpose of that for you? Okay, the color of the wigs didn't signify. I did only wore the pink one when I was in Arizona. But when I got here, I noticed a lot of sad faces. And I felt that along the way that God has really kept me here for a reason. And I kept praying, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And I really feel that I'm supposed to reach out to people and make them happy. If it's just a hug or wearing a wig, the wigs, the colors, they all came about. My coworkers were putting them on my desk every day. Ah. So I have a pink one. I have a purple one. I have a blue one, a rainbow one. Okay. And so I just make sure it matches my clothes and 
so that it just gives people hope and happiness. Okay. And I want to spread the, spread the joy. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Um, when I was doing bedside care as a chaplain, and specifically here at this particular hospital many years ago, uh, I remember very vividly uh, there was a particular patient who would come and do like their monthly treatment. Mm -hmm. And um, I would wear these pretty flamboyant colored ties. And I remember like it was yesterday and I shall never forget and it ties into the point that you're making right now. She said to me, she said, I come every month just to see what color tie you're gonna have on because the energy does something to me. Mm -hmm. It perks me up, it makes me happy. And I never thought of, that was not the reason why I wore flamboyant color ties. I just like flamboyant color mm -hmm. ties. And, but what resonated with me, and I heard it just then, and, and I had that same feeling is, you never really know what will cheer up mm -mm. or inspire someone. And something as simple as, though it may seem very bizarre to someone in the grocery store, <laughs> a purple wig. Right. But you have, you've embraced and owned this I'm going to call it a ministry, for lack of a better term, of creating and spreading this joy and energizing cancer patients with the color wigs. And because you feel like that that's something that God has led mm -hmm. you to do. What what does that do for you at the end of the day and watching people react to that? At the end of the day, when I walk out of here and I've been here all day long and I've seen people that are, you know, going through yeah. struggles, I mean, I've been blessed. I don't think my struggle has been half as bad as anybody else's that I've seen. Sure. But it's just knowing that you put a smile on somebody's face, like up in radiation, or no, chemo. When I was getting chemo a couple months ago, this lady's hair had been falling out and falling out. Sure. And she was just looking at me, and I said, hey, I said, you can get one. There's seven <laughs> bucks, you know. You don't have to buy an expensive right, one. Right. And she was, oh, I just don't know how I would look in it. I said, well, let's find out. And I took it off, and we took her in and put it on and let her look in the mirror. And it just made her day. Wow. You know, something so little as just giving somebody your wig to put on. Yeah. She was just so happy. Her and her little friend were just laughing and carrying on. That and is... it just, it made me feel good inside and it made her feel good inside. So as you now progress, and again, we stated earlier in the show, you're still an actively treating cancer patient yourself. Yes. How does what you do impact you as you're walking through your journey of cancer because you're giving right but there's something that you're getting back and you've already kind of expressed that mm -hmm. how does that help aid you in your walk and your because you're still on your journey oh, yeah. right now right it's just that knowing that people care and, and people understand what you're going through and especially when you come to the center people really understand what you're going through when you're outside the center and yeah. you have friends that haven't been through it yeah. they care yes they do and they're honestly care about you and okay. that, but they don't understand they don't quite get it no they're not in the camp no right? no they're not they're, in there they're not around the campfire with <laughs> no. whatever because there's a difference yeah and my boss says to me i don't know how you do this you go get chemo you come back to work i said god just giving me the strength and i have enough hope and joy in me that i just keep going I want to do my job. I've done it for 18 years. I don't want to stop. Yeah. I love what I do. And so you're motivated, obviously, and, and you're continuing on and you're fighting the good mm -hmm. fight. And we're believing and standing with you that That's the right. best is still yet to come and that God is not finished with you yet. In the midst of all of this, and I ask all of our uh, interviews uh, this at the end of each show, 
What's the one thing, and it can be more than one thing if it isn't, that gives you hope? What actually provides Peggy with hope that keeps her moving and going along? Number one is the Lord and then my family and friends, I should really say. It's what gives me the hope. And, and in that combination, it allows you to basically wake up every day yep. and say, I'm going to put on a purple wig today. That's right. I'll pick my color. No <laughs> one's going to tell me I can't wear or it. Or I'm going to put on a pink wig today or a rainbow color wig. And I'm going to go out and spread joy to anybody that will be willing to receive. That's right. Many years ago, uh, I supported uh, a young lady who had cancer and she used and she lost all of her hair. Mm-hmm. And she would go to her local grocery store And she would purposefully, she made a decision that she was not going to hide and stay indoors because of the shame of losing her hair. So she started wearing a wig, as many cancer patients do. And then she said, no, I'm not going to wear my wig anymore either. And so she purposefully went to a little local grocery store. You know, it's one of these little small country towns where everybody know each other. And so they kind of socialize and hang out. So she decided that she would go to the grocery store and take her wig off to engage people with a conversation about she has cancer, but not to feel sorry for her, but to tell people about her faith and how God was upholding her. You've done just the opposite of that. Instead of you're wearing a wig, but instead of taking your wig off, you decided to wear a wig of color. And so with that, you have on a purple wig at the time of this conversation, but you have several wigs that you wear. And it's not because of lack of hair, but it's because you thought you wanted to bring color into people's life. You've decided to take this to a whole nother level with regard to your appearance and wear an outfit that's coordinated with that. Let's talk about the power of what you do and why you continue to do this. Even though you have a full head of hair, you decided you wanted to go and just bring color into people's life. Let's talk about it. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm an outgoing type of person, everybody says, and I love to have fun and just knowing that Well, I'm sure you were the life of the party (laughs) back in the day. I don't know about that. (laughs) Probably more so now. (laughs) Okay, okay. Since cancer, it's really changed my whole attitude a lot. Really? Yes. That's interesting. So you would say not so much previously, but since cancer, why? So let's talk about why do you think, because again, this is your story, so no one, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Uh Why do you think your personality has been altered or shifted where you're more of the life of the party today since being a cancer patient? What, What happened there? I think it's because being diagnosed with something like cancer, people always think doom and gloom. Oh, my gosh, you're going to die. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And in my perspective, the way I look at it is that, hey, this gives me a time and an opportunity to show people just because you have cancer doesn't mean you can't enjoy life and have fun and just bring joy to other people. Well, I read a quote. I don't know who wrote it. And there are so many great inspirational quotes around cancer. Mm -hmm. One of the quotes that I can recall in relationship to this comment is that I have cancer, but cancer doesn't have me. Amen. (laughs) And so as a result of that, that's exactly what I'm hearing you state. And I'm assuming that's your mantra of what you want to share with other people Uh, At the time of this recording, 178,000 people received this podcast. Are you telling those folks that, listen, you may have cancer, but cancer does not have to have you? Is that what you're saying? That's right. It doesn't have just because you have it doesn't mean you got it. I just kick it to the side. It doesn't have any authority over my body. Also, another quote that I've heard uh, and I've heard several cancer patients say this to me. They said, 
Of course, when they first initially were told that they had cancer, it was the most devastating thing that they heard. One particular patient uh, shared with me, and she wrote a book, an amazing book, uh, and one of her quotes was, cancer is the only words that you hear with bold, loud letters when you're told that you have it that just resonates inside mm-hmm. of your consciousness and just dominates your consciousness initially. And then, as most cancer patients do, she regrouped and you know she went through her treatment. And then she empowered herself to begin to take action. And one of the things that she used to do is she used to she set up a 1-800 hotline where other cancer patients literally could call her. And she would avail herself to share and, and motivate and encourage them. Uh, that's what she did. What you're doing is walking around with these loud, colorful wigs, empowering and sharing with others that cancer doesn't have you mm-hmm. beat. It doesn't have you beaten down, that you've taken a completely different attitude and disposition. And you want other cancer patients to do that. How else are you or have you been supporting cancer patients? What else do you do with your time and with your, you know, with, with your ministry of sorts? Well, there's been a lot of different um, things that I've been involved in, like the cure for the Susan Coleman cure for a walk. Okay. I just got called by one of the cancer fighters here to do a, I don't know, commercial or something for some soccer game that's going to be happening here in Tulsa. Really? And I'm just willing to speak up and let people know. God's got this. Don't worry about it. Wow. You know, wow. just be be happy and just stay focused on the Lord. He's got it. Yeah. So in your walk every day at work and in the community, you're you're just touching lives when opportunity presents itself. Uh, how do your kids and your grandkids, how did they react to the whole wig thing? <laughs> I'm curious. So how did they react to that? My grandkids were like first, oh, Nana, really? And I was like, my daughter's like, I'm not even walking next to you. I said, don't, I don't care. I really don't care who walks by because I got God on this side and your dad's over here, you know. Wow. But yeah. You're now progressing and moving forward. Are you going to add another color wig to the rep- repertoire? Have you thought about yes, that? Yes, I'm thinking of ordering an orange one. You know what? I think you should. Because I'm an OSU fan. Well, that's a given, huh? I mean, come on. You got to have an yeah, orange. Yeah, and I have a lot of orange in my outfits. Most of my outfits are pretty bright and colorful. I don't normally wear very dull things. Well, you know, and of course you have on purple today. Yes. And of course, for many that are listening to the show, from a faith believer perspective, we know that purple represents royalty, the royalty of God. Yes. And I would certainly say at the end of the day, uh, you are his princess, mm-hmm. uh, the princess that is that is uh, continually spreading love and peace and hope and encouragement. What's next for you? Is there anything on the horizon that you that you haven't done that you, you're thinking about doing or looking to do as you move forward? I'd like to take a big group of people that would like to do something that's way outside the their realm okay. and do it with them. Like I went and rode horses in the ocean this summer oh. with one. Well, both of them are from the cancer treatment center in Arizona and they planned the whole trip. Oh, okay. But I have like some patients that I know and we go, we step out like. One girlfriend came to me. She goes, hey, I want to go ride horses in the mountains. And I'm like, sure, why not? Why not, you know? huh? Let's go for it. Yeah, well, who says you can't? did I know that it was straight down, you know? And wow. It was awesome, though. Yeah. It was, you know, so anything. If there's something somebody would like to do out there and they don't have somebody that'll do it with them, I'll do it. Wow. I'll do anything with anybody if it gives them courage and hope. Praise God. I mean, I will. I, I mean, I went in the salon before in, in Arizona and said, listen, 
if there's somebody that's going to get their hair shaved and they don't want to do it by themselves, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. And there's been many times I've just shaved my head just for the heck of it. It's just hair. It's overrated. It, well, it, it is at the end of the day <laughs> when you really sit and think about all of the other things that are, are much more important. Yes. You're so much fun. Thank you. Uh, but not only are you fun, and I want to capture this thought very authentically, there's, there's just a certain genuineness about your fun. It's not... It's not you're not fun just to be silly for silly oh, sake. No. There's there's a real genuine kind of dynamic about you that I, I have to say I've never quite felt before. And so I am personally moved and inspired. So today, Reverend McCray is finding hope in sitting in your presence. So thank you for what you are doing. And let's go get at least another couple of more color wigs, because at the end of the day, what's all in a color? Apparently for some really good vibrations. Yes. God bless you. Dear. Thank, thank you. you. God bless you. All right, we're back in the studio now. Um, I'm looking, but I don't see the purple wig on you there, Percy. You know, I left my purple wig at home. <laughs> but, well, you know, I, I do have some purple ties. Oh, I bet you do. All right. Well, for those of you who took me up on the offer to go to our website and view the photo of Peggy Hoover, you know what we're talking about now. What a delightful person. She was just a breath of fresh air. Uh, when she walked in the room, you felt this energy and vibration from her. And then from there, as we heard in the interview, her disposition and her attitude toward cancer and then providing that energy and attitude to others that she comes in contact Love with. Love the attitude. We'll talk more about it in a moment. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, where we heard from today, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and while you're there, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-H-O-P-E. Peggy Hoover, whom you heard from here a moment ago, you know, we don't have a phrase that pays, but if we did on this program, here's the phrase that pays today. It's just hair. It's overrated. I tell you what, I like it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what she stated, and that was exactly her her whole mentality around the whole air, the hair issue that she applied to the scenario and the situation of talking about hair and the importance of it. Love the attitude. And we've talked about that a lot here on, on a lot of shows of late. Everyone is unique. How unique, how different of an expression of God we are hearing and I think is so vitally important because, again, God is not one way. God doesn't express himself in one way. He expresses himself uniquely uh, in the uniqueness of who we are, and that's one of the reasons why we read the scripture that we did. God wants to use us as a letter to send to people mm-hmm. and, to, and to encourage them and to energize them, but God is going to use the package in which he has put his spirit in that is unique and different to deliver that message. You know, well, one of the unique things about this being a podcast is those who are listening right now can go back and re-listen, or you can share this podcast mm. with others, mm-hmm. share the link with others so that others can hear what you've heard today. Absolutely. So I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, if you miss something, go back and just hit replay. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's right there online for you to do that. So, And if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, you can do that through our website, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
cancerpatients.com. Our free resource is Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. That's also at the website. And then I want to mention just briefly the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network, designed to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. Wouldn't it be wonderful if every church did this? Calling all pastors, calling all spiritual leaders, anyone that is invested in the faith community, please become a member of the Leaders Network. Free resources and a relationship that will nurture uh, empowerment around the conversation of cancer and cancer support. Pastors and church leaders are encouraged to sign up free for the Ministry Leaders Network of Our Journey of Hope. You'll get access to exclusive online leader resources. Training opportunities will be made known to you, and our monthly informative email newsletter will come your way. So visit healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo, and you'll sign up there for the Ministry Leaders Network. Let's double back on that scripture verse. Well, let's close and be colorful in doing so today. Second right. Corinthians, the third chapter, verses two and three. And this now scripture will come alive in your heart. You, 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 you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ. The result of our ministry written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tables of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Remember that God wants to use you as his means of communication and send you to someone to brighten up their day. We've had a great time together today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for visiting the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. With Percy McRae, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, I'll see you next time. Grace and peace. Until then. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.